Feeling happy in your marriage? Don't feel too secure. Klondike 52227. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of this podcast thingy where you get to suffer through stories about all my marital issues. This round we talk about are some really dark periods in our marriage that I like to call our dark periods. A lot of this deals with my fears around having a kid and how I struggled with that and dealt with it in ungraceful ways and the kind of growth that uh, my wife and I went through during that period. It's not, I gotta admit, it's not the most focused conversation, but I still found it interesting and hope it resonates with, you know, one or two people out there in the world. And I sort of felt that my wife and I had to have this conversation before we could have a few other conversations I want to have with her in future episodes. So if you don't mind listening to me yammer about all these things, whether they're creative or relational or whatever they are, then keep listening. Otherwise, go find a fancy literary podcast to replace this. I did get some great feedback on that last one, and it was encouraging in the direction that this is taking. Anyway, hope you enjoy to hear about the messy times in our marriage. Today, I wanted to talk about our dark period. Woohoo! So now, first of all, okay, here's the silly part of it, is it used to be, especially when we used to go out with humans mm -hmm. together, I would love to bring up our dark period. Yeah. You, we'd get a few drinks in you, and you would just start telling people about, like, the worst parts of our relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I loved doing that. And... We ha I haven't done that so much lately. We talk about me talking about our dark mm -hmm. period, but I don't actually go into it so much. It could be because we just haven't gone out so much lately with others. <laughs> That's, That's that one. Could be, that it could also, be. you know, time has passed. Maybe we've moved on. First of all, I wanted to make sure I even we even have the same idea of the dark period. So how would you characterize, like, when that dark period was and... A hint about what it was about. Here in my wallet, I have a little card where I've written down the dates of different... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be to the hour, but at least to the day. Well, I think we've had more than one dark period. We're you'll a really be, mature couple. You'll be happy to hear. Is this all just so we could, like, the next time we go out, you have fresh material to... Oh, I'm just going to play... I'm not going to use this for the podcast. No oh, one will okay. give a shit about this in the podcast. Right. okay. I want to be able to play this every time we go out with oh, a couple. nice. Well, that's right. You're really, that's very efficient. Well, so I think our most recent and darkest dark period <laughs> nice. was just after I got pregnant that I, I mean, got pregnant the second time with our son. If you factor in that I got pregnant and got accepted to graduate school at this, during the same week and yeah. that I uh, had been waitlisted for graduate school. So that meant graduate school started in, you know, Actually, I found out I was pregnant the very first week of graduate school, like the first morning I went to my first internship. And you were already in graduate school. Uh, it's my recollection that you had some dark emotions going on about the pregnancy or about having a baby. Because we tried for about a year, and uh, when, we got when I got accepted into school, we were like, well, I guess this career piece is going to work out, but not... The baby piece, and then they both worked out, and um, yeah, we had given up. It did, wasn't it just like the week or month before we had decided, forget about this idea of having a kid. 
we're too old. We're moving on to other stuff. Like, uh, that out, sail yes. has that way. That ship has sailed. Yeah. And then you got pregnant. <laughs> no, as we were having that discussion, I was pregnant. Oh. We just didn't know it yet. Right. How, and was how this you, pregnant because we had sex? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, intentionally. Wow, wow. So, touche, you turn it around on me, and it's my fault that we entered a dark period, which I think is true. I, it could be possibly tied to the fact that I completely didn't want to have a kid and you were pregnant. <laughs> that that seems accurate yeah but i also don't think that you expressed that at that time yeah i was scared i was scared to admit it because i didn't want to have that sentiment and i didn't know play on your part smart play to keep i really think i was faking wanting a kid with you I mean, I like the idea of it, but I was so terrified of what it would mean to basically my selfish time, you know, my writing time and just all this me, me, me time. And it was so terrifying that I was just hoping it wouldn't work out at that point. And I had no, I mean, the thing was, is I had no concept of depth of emotion that it would bring. So for me, all it was, you you put that idea of having a kid on a spreadsheet and it doesn't make sense. I don't know if you know this, but it takes a lot of time and money. Yeah. And energy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, so I didn't I didn't have any any uh measurement for the uh joy. So for me it was all dread. Yeah. And I blamed you, like you were you were carrying this <laughs> dread in your body. So uh Okay, so that's the big, yeah. that's our dark period. Yeah, but see, here's, I mean, I think you couldn't say it or mm-hmm. chose not to say it, which I think is a smart move. Is it? Well, I don't know. I'd already miscarried a couple times very early in each pregnancy, so it wasn't, that didn't feel like a big emotional weight. But that after a year of trying to get pregnant, if you had been like, oh, by the way, P.S., I don't really want this baby. I'm leaving you. Good luck. No. Right. Then you would have heard the sound like, oh, your divorce paper being filed. Or, God, if I could, I would make the sound of a horse right away. And- so, I mean, I don't think it's um, I don't think it's surprising that you hit it, hit it. But it was evident that something very dark was going on with you. Yeah. And I was also, I mean, I was pretty wrapped up in my own life. I was really nervous about going to graduate school in social work. I don't have a history of social work and or having a degree in a psychology-related field. And so I was just very, very busy. And so I could tell stuff was going on with you that wasn't good. And Well, I guess the here's why I think it was bad that I didn't talk to you about it is... And I think this this kind of leads up to what I want to talk about coming up in this discussion is we also didn't have the tools to work through messy stuff at that point. I mean, I think that's part of why the dark period was so dark and lasted too long is it'd be one thing if I had some messy emotions about it, but the way I handled it was by not being able to look at you in the eyes or trying to... Uh, avoid having any good or bad emotions around. I mean, it was just like avoiding you. Or I remember like sometimes I'd go out with friends 
joke around, giggle, laugh, have a great time, and then heading back home that like like growing dread or darkness. By the time I got into the house, I couldn't even like my face wouldn't even smile. Like I couldn't even talk about you know the silly joke I just was involved in four minutes ago. Like I had lost the capacity to know how to work through it. So I mean, I think it, if if we had those tools, either side had like good enough tools to at least talk it through. And you know, I think it it would have been better to say I'm scared shitless of this, as are a lot of well, men and women. But you know, very easy for me to see how a man who hasn't had a kid before and nothing's going on with their body at the time would think, I don't want this thing, or I don't know what to do with this thing coming. Oh, babe, you got stuff going on with your body. Not related to being pregnant. <laughs> right? <laughs> Wait, I mean, I, I don't know too much about yeah, no, no, right, um, yeah. the human body. Yeah. and Oh, oh, that was a compliment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, 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 sorry. I didn't know how to take that one. It's in. Like, it was a little mm. arcane. So, anyway... Do you buy that shit? I mean, well, y- yes, but to some degree. But even the sentence you just said about that your the emotion you were expressing is "I'm scared shitless." That's very different than something I think you said earlier, which is like "I really don't want to have this baby." Yeah. So, and maybe "I really want to have this baby" is just the faceplate on "I'm scared shitless." But it's a lot easier to talk about I'm scared shitless than it is. I mean, I, I do think my feelings were so dark that I, at some point, I didn't want to have the baby. And I actually, I mean, I really do believe that I kind of hoped for a miscarriage, which is hard to talk about in, in at this point. But still, the conversation could get started as being scared shitless. Because, you know, the mis- the hope that all those other feelings are because I'm scared and I don't know how to proceed. So the scared shitless is the only... I mean, to me, that's the most sensible emotion. The other stuff is just me reacting to fear. So what do you think it is that kept you from wanting to express that fear? It just didn't feel like an appropriate feeling. And it was before... I think either of us knew how to talk to each other about our struggles. I think we kind of learned that in therapy a little bit later. Well, I buy that that's part of it, but I have another um, reason that I credit for us being able to get get out of our dark period. And that is that, you know, I think one of our first dark periods was right after we got married. And oh, that was a good one. <laughs> I wish we were going out with someone right now so we could talk about it. <laughs> a young couple that yeah. could right. be terrified by right. our that's still stories like of darkness. Full of hope, yeah. That yeah. hopefully engaged to be married, and and I think that you had had a lot of, you know, I think you tend to be anxious. Me and worry. You have a distorted yeah. view and worry about yeah. things. And I think that you had had, I think that after we got married, when you started feeling more responsible for my older son, Dashiell, that you got very worried about him and how he's doing in school. And and again, we're both entering graduate school, so Dashiell didn't get 
you know, we were as concerned about our own classes as I think we were about his at that point. But I think our discussions about that, that your um, emotion about that would be so huge to you. And then would you would express it to me and I would, I mean, I think you had some very real concerns about Dashiell that were valid and that we needed to find solutions for, but they had so much emotion around them that for me, that would be completely overwhelming. And I would kind of like flatline or get flooded and just be like, this, it's too huge a feeling for a child that I feel is essentially okay, even if he's not doing well in math. And I feel like it was your ability, actually, and I think you did a lot of work around that. I mean, maybe there's a piece about feeling accepted by me as a step-parent, but that if you contained your emotion better, that what you wanted to express could get received more constructively and that we could have conversations. And so I actually credit our working together to communicate and and going to school for social work helped me communicate about that and gave me some language with which to talk to you about it. Well, I think it's part of the story. I mean, I think uh, a few things happened. We, I think I, I learned how to not like come at you with this explosive emotion that was out of proportion to the situation. You also learned how to not take things real personally. I mean, your social work work, I think, helped you understand the way you detached. So you didn't detach as easily. I didn't explode as explosively. And we aligned better. I mean, I feel like me coming from a place of thinking maybe I wanted to be single all my life, (laughs) you coming from a, you know, after divorce kind of, I can do this on my own kind of place. So I also felt like we also learned how to do it together. You know, I mean, we're not we're not so aligned that we have joint checking accounts. But I mean, I still think we kind of are thinking we started thinking a little more of how do we solve this problem together? Even if it's you focus on this area, I focus on this area, but we're kind of a team more. And so I I don't know, all of that I think helped us. Yeah. Pull through the dark period. Do you buy that? I'll I'll buy it. (laughs) What does a dark period Mm -hmm. feel like? It's like a kind of hopelessness combined with a kind of distance. It's It's like I imagine being on the steps in Russia Kind of, you know, where it's very... And that's an S-T-E-P-P-E-S. Nice. Steps. Nice. Not like a stairway. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Um, you know, it's dark, it's it's cold, and it seems like it goes on forever. It's pretty lonely. I mean, on a serious note, I mean, it really... I mean, that was one thing that was shocking to me about our dark period was it was so... Z. Dark period Z. Z. But, like, at that darkest point, it felt so lonely because we were just miles apart in the same house. And that was weird to me that we were... I could see how people could, like, live their lives, you know, in a marriage, but yet be so far from that person. So I got a little glimpse of that and how painful that is. Yeah, so I was so much... I was so... I don't know, just so lonely for me. I don't know how it felt for you. Well, lonely and yet unable to 
it's like lonely and yet there's a big wall in between you the two of you and yet you and I I think are always good about like the activities of daily life you know like getting the kids dropped off and you know having yeah even in the dark period money still we're doing that it's not like everything is bad but in terms of coming together and feeling close that there's this i don't know mass of dark matter in between the two of us and that as soon as we start to come together it's like something like that has to get resolved first and it can't, or something. So you're still lonely because that thing is between you. A big matzo ball is what I like to think of it as. Yeah, I, th- I think of it more as lefsa. And how did you, how did you feel about me? About like at that point, man, how close were we to like falling apart completely, divorce or whatever? You said the D word. Yeah. I just like to make the sound of the divorce papers. Yeah, I know you enjoy that. Do you have some, like, uh, gimmick divorce, divorce papers that you can walk around with and, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I hand over to I me? I printed up on divorce.com. Yeah. I, well, we've had multiple dark periods. Yeah, and you've been, you've really big, been big on clarifying that there are many dark periods. Multiple. Even, I feel like you're even more more focused on how many dark periods we've had than me. I just don't want you to act like they're a um, unified mass yeah. or like that they're all the same. All dark periods look the same to no. me. No. So I think there were I think that they were a little bit different. The ones that came before the last one where where we were both in graduate school and I was pregnant, the ones before that had more of a like wild hopelessness and despair and not seeing how we were going to figure things out. and So I think those are more alive for me or something. Thanks. <laughs> Yubi's just scaring the shit out of our cats. For <laughs> whom he a dark, dark period between me and the cats. For whom he does not care. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, go ahead. Um, but the, the last one, in part because I was pregnant and I had all that kind of stuff going on with my body in graduate school and I was really very anxious about it and so like that was the time I really could have used your support and because clearly you had a bunch of stuff going on that was a time where for me I just like just separated from you like I don't think I asked you a lot like clearly you're not feeling completely happy I don't have I don't have it in me yeah you to deal with this right now and you had plenty on your plate yeah, but uh. so you pulled back but does that mean that you were thinking you know were you thinking like if this goes on we're just gonna divorce or were you just not even thinking it, about it all you were thinking about is protect the kid or protect this baby that's growing in my body uh, honestly i was like i'm gonna give this man two years oh yeah yeah, like if it's still like this after the baby's a year old, then two years. Then I can't do this anymore. So that means since he's four and a half, that it got better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, once no. he was born, it should be said here as it as you as you would say other otherwares that uh, that as soon as he was born, you fell in love with that guy. Yeah. And, well, and we we reconnected. Yeah. Even. Even though we've we've struggled 
and little. I mean, we've had many dark periods, maybe grayish, Watch yourself. charcoal periods since he was born, but they've ne- they haven't been nearly as dark and nearly as long, right? Yeah, because I was in such a place of like getting through this big project. I was hoping that you would come through it, but I felt like I didn't have what it took to to be the person. Like, I needed your support more at that time. But, of course, I I could never have asked you for that. And more than in the ways I asked you, like picking up Dasha when I, it was impossible for me to do it. or Yeah, it was just like the bare essentials. We, we were help- and we were helping each other on those just basic logistics. On that basic logistical level, we were like I was helping you. Yeah, I just I I just had the minor problem of being completely not present emotionally. Yes, but that's yeah. it. Otherwise, I was great. Yeah, I don't think I ever asked. I was you just like- miserable and not emotionally <laughs> pres- pleasant, present yeah. or pleasant. Yeah, but otherwise, I was pretty good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> aside aside from those two things. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. Is okay. So so we enjoy to talk about what we as a team. <laughs> Enjoy to talk about the dark period, especially in front of young, naive, idealistic couples that we want to kind of break. No. Right? No. (laughs) Okay. No, but I I do think we both kind of enjoy talking. Well, maybe you don't enjoy. I still think you you enjoy it when we talk to a couple and we kind of just admit like we had a tough period that we worked through. Well, I think I, um, I think I enjoy it more now that we're further away from our last dark period but when we were in the middle of one or not so far from it and you'd get a few drinks in you and I'd hear you saying to the person next to us like yeah we're really going through a dark period and I'd just be thinking really? do we have to have this all out? yeah that's true yeah I really I, I, we could be like one minute one minute clean of a dark period, and I'd want to share it with everybody. I, mean, I remember we went out for a drink one time before we went to to a therapist's office, and as soon as we were in his office, you were like, I just have to tell you, we went and had a drink, so I don't know if that's bad, but we've had one, and we had a drink. I was thinking, like, <laughs> man, just hold it in. Just hold it in. But that's one of the great things about you, is that... Uh, you know, I like to think of what one of your friends said is the great thing about you is that you always have your guard down. Oh, yeah, that was Liz's husband, Michael. Yeah. Called Liz up to talk to her, and Michael, her husband, answered. And I just, like, somehow in the midst of just saying, is Liz home, told him, like, the ten things I was worried about. You're like, Michael, we're going through a really dark period right now, and I'm just, I just want to yeah. let you know that before you put Liz yeah, on the so I think he said that what he liked about me was I always have my guard down. Yeah. Um, okay, so all that to say, now that we can talk about it with some reflection, how at risk do you think we are of going into another dark period that I, I, I look forward to talking about? <laughs> Have you ever thought there's a reason why people don't want to go out with us? <laughs> uh, yeah, our, I mean, we're obviously not immune to a conflict and troubles, but these things we're calling dark periods, how easy is it for us to slip back into one of those? Well, I'm not a predictor of the future. Can, would you say not even God himself could cause us to enter <laughs> into a dark period? Oh, no, I'm not going to say that. Okay. 
But uh, so I guess I'm going to ask you that question. How? What about you? You don't even need to answer it. You can, well, I can, uh, but uh, like I feel like that's more if we're dividing up our responsibilities by like who you know, just like we were talking about with Dashiell, where like we each you know took on certain things. You're like the predictor of darkness in the family. I'm the one who forced us to get our house prepared for earthquakes. Yes. You're not usually the person who says, like, I'm sure it's all going to turn out fine. Or this, it'll all, in the end, it'll all go great. Or something like you, you know, you, again, you know, you have more anxiety about it. And in some ways, I think that makes you... I mean that the downer in the family <laughs> that gives you some some more um, success. Like you know, your first presentation you did a rough draft a year before it was due in school. <laughs> where I've been known to start things, you know, a good ten hours before they're due. Yeah, I get stressed about your projects. Yes, like, don't you want to start it? I'll write the first few slides. Yeah. So, well, here's what I think. I think we're we're sure we sure have the capacity to enter in a dark period. But the upside is, I think, I mean, it sounds cliched, but I do think we have way better tools to work ourselves out of it. You know, like, I mean, we, even in the past few months, we've had some tough patches, but I think we work our way out of them. And we've learned good techniques, like even our weekly check-in about more of the maintenance and family things that we got to do that I know you love to do. But we have these weekly check-ins, and for a little while, those conversations were getting pretty nasty, where we were both kind of pissy and defensive. And then we came up with the idea of just saying something sweet to each other before, you know, as artificial as it sounds, before getting into the difficult stuff. And it, it helped a lot. So it's not like we didn't have a few nasty moments, but we pulled out of it before it got too bad. So I feel like we have better tactics. Yeah. And so it helps make it less dark and last for less time. Yeah. Hey, this is Yuvi from the future, and I just wanted to warn you about a term my wife uses in a moment. I think she says something about attachment or our attachment issues. And... This theory in psychology comes from work by John Bowlby around 1958, and it has to do with one's connection to another person, and it's very related to how you are raised, how your parents or your caregiver raised you, and whether you felt secure as a child. I don't know too much about the details, but I know that we've both had a little bit of therapy that relates to working through your attachment issues. So you were asking if we were going to have another dark period, and because um, they are predicting a big dark period in this area. Any, any, year. any year. Yeah, we're, we're overdue by... Uh, yes. The big one is coming. Yes, yeah. yeah I don't know, 8.9 in the Richter yes, scale of exactly. our marriage. Yes, mm-hmm. but one of my one of the things that I speculate is that I think that we've both work through some attachment issues in our day and that currently we're at a place where we have a deeper trust in one another. Yeah. So I'm not saying another dark period isn't possible, but I feel like we're more apt to even just kind of, like I'm more apt to ask you, hey, what's going on with you? 
as opposed to being like, oh, something's brewing over there. Back away, back away, you know. You're pretty good about fessing up to stuff. Yeah, I only lie about my emotions like once a week. Yeah. No, no, but... Especially if asked, and so... And then I'm better about saying what I think or feel about that or instead of, again, kind of hiding a little bit. So, I don't know. So, I just feel like, like you said, we have better tools, but also I think that we've resolved some. Yeah. Yeah, the two things are related to one another. I think that, you know, we learned to speak to each other better and that helped each of us feel more or trust the other person more that they're going to be around. I wonder how we should just close off this this dark period discussion. Does this mean we're not going to talk about it in front of other couples now that we've talked about it on the mic, or we're going to keep at it? It's unpredictable what happens when you get a few drinks in you. you yeah, it's 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 no fun start, to talk about good times. Yeah, I mean, you'll probably what, start what else would you talk about other than You'll be like, we worst. haven't even had a dark period in a while. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like some people complain about a lack of intimacy in their relationship. You're like, we never even have dark periods anymore. It's been years well, since we've had a dark period. What am I going to talk about with this couple, if not our dark period? Well, so I have a question for you, All and right. that is, is this the conversation you were looking to have about dark periods? Well, it's not really as dark as I feel like you're craving. Well, no, I, I don't think it's not as dark. Part of my problem is it's been so long since we've analyzed the dark period. Yeah. You know, I just didn't feel as focused. I felt like it wasn't as focused as a discussion. It, it's not as focused a discussion as I wanted, but I I blame myself on that just because, you know, there are just such a range of periods that we had that have been dark. I didn't kind of know where to focus. On. I feel like you don't even have the dates memorized anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think the... F- I don't think it went as well as I hoped simply because I didn't have a good shape for this discussion. Yeah. But, yeah, I still think it's interesting. I just don't know how it's going to play out to the audience, but I'll I'll listen in on it. Like, I felt like we had to have at least one conversation about the dark period. (laughs) Just to proceed. I mean, even just to work through to the next episode. Because that's like candy for you. Yeah, so... What's not to like about talking about our darkest points in our relationship, right? It's funny, I just was thinking about, or just having a flash on what it was like to, you know, be out and have you talking about our dark period, and really having this feeling like you're talking about something that is still so alive and pretty scary, like it could, our entire lives could change. And you're just like... You guys have got to hear about our struggles going on last week. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because, I mean, that's that's one area where we're very different. Like, you're so good about talking about heavy emotional things. But I'm more obsessed with, like, spilling out all my insecurities in real time. You You know, I'm still a big bag of instability. And I'm ready to, like, lay it all out on the table right there. Even if I know I'm going to go home weeping because of how much I hate who I am. But right now at this bar, this will be a great conversation for us to have. But that's a little different than... I mean, you you don't you kind of hold that a little closer to you, as do that may almost tr- every other person that I may know. Be, that may be true. <laughs> tell, me, tell me if that's true right I now. I can neither confirm nor <laughs> deny... 
Yeah, yeah. That's weird how comfortable I was about it. I mean, and it was still scary to me. It wasn't like I was at ease with it, but it was easy for me to talk about it. But I think one of your um, one of your brilliant tactics in the world is that by airing your instability, as you call it, it's like chum for other people. What's to, chum? It's oh, I'm sorry to use a fishing term because I really fish. know yeah. zero about it. But I think it's something you put in the water to attract other fish. Uh-huh. And and in this case, like after you lay out a whole bunch about yourself, then I think other people are willing to, like you're unthreatening to other you know males you're like not posturing yeah. in any way and so then they're more willing to like lay out their emotion and tell you stuff and yeah that's what i love to do is get a few drinks with a, a guy who's typically kind of guarded and just say i'm scared of this i'm scared of this i don't do any of these things that men are supposed to do i sit on the toilet to pee uh, <laughs> and uh and then it's fun to see what they'll reveal i mean because usually there's no way they can keep like making fun of me for not being a guy because I've already discredited myself so badly that there's no sport in that. So they'll always give me like a little bit of juiciness about something they do that's insecure. Right, so the way in which they have some shame yeah. about themselves. Or... But you have a different beautiful method of getting people to talk about stuff by just asking them with uh, a feeling of safeness to it you know you'll just say how did that feel when he left you or something like that and but you do it in such a kind and safe way that it doesn't feel dangerous to reveal it i'd prefer that you don't explain things about me when we're on (laughs) let's analyze you a little bit more i Uh, I mean i do i i do love to hear people talk about themselves and and we just have such different stories yeah yeah but, I mean, the one thing that I think is interesting is how rapidly you can get some juicy information, like the the woman who is giving Savi ice skating lessons, where, you know, it takes me a few rounds to talk to her where she'll reveal a little bit about what's going on with her and, you know, marital things. and Whereas you just go for, I mean, this was across like four, four, four sessions of just talking to her. While the Zamboni runs. I can't believe I'm talking about this. But then you go in for like one round and you know all the details of her divorce. Like, I don't know how you pull that off in like a 15 minute Zamboni cleaning. <laughs> so I think you're more efficient at getting the juice out of people. Any closing? Any final thoughts here? Try, try a dark period. It could happen to you today. I Feeling think... happy in your marriage? Don't feel too secure. No, I don't. Yeah. It's coming. Okay, well, I guess that's it. Yeah. Fuck, fuck y'all. That's how you're supposed to end the podcast. Oh, all right. You didn't know that. No. Uh, yep. <laughs>